1: door open, but they were all so afraid of him, they didn't venture near till midday. What did they find? (sighs) Saw it for myself a few hours later, and I can tell you it gave even me a shake. Hmm. The walls of that hut were like a slaughterhouse. Blood everywhere. And there, up against one wall, was Black Peter himself, pinned upright by a harpoon, right through his chest, like a beetle on a card. Calm accounts of horror were
2: something I became used to in the company of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Watsons, my name, Dr. Watson, and I was privileged to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. I'll tell you what happened in the case of Black Peter, which began with Holmes behaving in a way most unlike him. He was never an early riser, but as ever, he had his reasons, as you'll soon see.
1: Very good day to you, my dear fellow. Mm-hmm. Oh morning, Holmes. There could be no question of the value of exercise before breakfast. Exercise, Holmes? You. And I've returned with an excellent appetite. <laughs> but I'm prepared to bet that you won't guess what form my exercise has taken. I won't attempt it.
2: Great what on earth, that you got. It looks like some sort of spear thing. More
1: coffee, Watson? Uh-huh. No? Actually, it's a whaler's harpoon. And if you'd looked into the back of Allardyce the Butchers a few minutes ago, you'd have seen a gentleman in his shirt sleeves stabbing furiously with this very weapon at a dead pig. Oh, really, Holmes? No need to ask that that gentleman was you, I suppose. I was that energetic person. And I satisfied myself that by no exertion of my strength can I transfix a pig with a single blow of a harpoon. Come in. <sighs> Ah, Hopkins. Come and take some breakfast with us. No, thank you, Mr. Holmes. I'll take a cup of coffee, if you please. Morning, Dr. Watson. Morning to you, Inspector. Sure. I spent the night in town. I came up yesterday to report back at the yard. And what had you to report, Hopkins? Failure, Mr. Holmes. Absolute failure. Dear me. I must look at the matter. Holmes, may I ask oh, Mr. You heavens, you would, Mr. Holmes. My first big chance, and I'm at my wit's end. Well, if it happens, I've read all the available evidence, including the report of the inquest, of course. By the way, what do you make of the tobacco pouch? Uh, Holmes? The pouch, sir? Well, his own. Had his initials on it. Yeah, but he had no pipe. Well, well that's true. He didn't smoke. But well, he might have kept some tobacco for his friends. Holmes, if you don't... Debbie Hopkins, I was forgetting that my friend Dr. Watson knows nothing of this death. Then. Nothing, Holmes. And I myself should be none the worse for hearing the sequence of events once more. Mm. So just give us some short sketch of the essentials, will yes. you? Very well, sir. Thank you. You see, Doctor, we have this dead man, mm. Captain Peter Carey, Fifty years of age, sealer and whaler. Commanded the sealer sea unicorn. Did very well. Retired 11 years ago. What? Well, he can't have been 40, then. 39. Traveled about for a few years, then bought a place near Forest Row in Sussex six years ago. Lived there with his wife and daughter aged about 20. Two female servants, always changing, and you can't blame them. How so? Habitual drunkard. Mm -hmm. Perfect fiend when he had the fit on him been known to drive his wife and daughter out of doors in the middle of the night and flog them through the park. Great him! It appears, Watson, that he was known as Black Peter in his seafaring days. Suitable. A graphic description, it seems. Yeah, that's right, Doctor. Huge fellow with a great black beard. Anyway, he built himself a little wooden hut near his house, called it his cabin, all done up with maps and charts, picture of the sea unicorn, line of log books on the shelf, and so on. He slept there every night. <coughs> well... Last Tuesday, he seems to have been in one of his most dangerous moods. Roamed all over the house, drunk and savage, and the womenfolk kept right out of his way. Then he went off to his cabin for the night. About two in the morning, his daughter was wakened by a terrible yell, but he used to bawl and shout half the night when he was in drink, so she did nothing about it. Next morning, one of the maids saw the cabin door open, but they were all so afraid of him, they didn't venture near till midday. What did they find? Saw it for myself a few hours later, and I can tell you it gave even me a shake. Hmm. The walls of that hut were like a slaughterhouse. Blood everywhere. And there, up against one wall, was Black Peter himself, pinned upright by a harpoon, right through his chest, like a beetle on a card. Now, tell my friend what you did next, Hopkins. Uh, examine the floor and the ground outside. There were no footmarks, meaning that you saw none. However, I understand from the inquest... But there were some objects which you did not manage to overlook. Yes. The harpoon had been snatched down from a rack on the wall. Two others remained there with sea unicorn engraved on them. Carey was fully dressed and there were two empty glasses and a bottle of rum on the table. So I deduced that the crime was done in a moment of fury by some drinking partner who grabbed the first weapon that came to hand. Mm, sounds plausible enough to me, Inspector. Yes, I think both inferences are permissible. Tell me, Hopkins, was there any other spirit but rum in the room? A tantalus full of brandy and whiskey on the sea chest. But I don't see... Then let us hear some more about the things you believe do bear on the case. Hmm. The tobacco pouch. Oh, here, Dr. Watson, if you'd care to see it. Oh, thank you. Hmm. Some straight
2: haired skin, seal skin, I suppose. Leather song to fasten it, initials PC on the flap, and uh Hmm. About half an ounce of very strong tobacco in it. Ship's plug, I should eh? say.
1: Excellent, Watson. What more, Hopkins? This notebook. I found it on the hut floor. Owner's initials J H N and the date 1883 inside the front cover. Several pages of numbers mentioned at Argentine, Costa Rica, and San Paolo, and some other fellows' initials, CPR. And what do you make of those? Oh, stock exchange securities. JHN, the initials of a broker. CPR, those of his client. By name, Canadian Pacific Railway, no doubt. <laughs> eh? CPR. Oh, 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 oh well, that, that makes a mug of me, all right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, then, um, JHN are the only initials we have to worry about. Well, I've been through the old stock exchange lists. There was no one with those initials in the house or among the outside brokers in 1883. Well, surely the securities can be traced by their numbers. That's true, Doctor. Only they're South American concerns, and the registers are held over there. Well, I started inquiries, but it'll take weeks. Hopkins? Yes, Mr. Holmes, what have you found? This, um, this coloration on the cover of this notebook. Well, surely. It's... Blood, sir. I told you, I picked it up off the floor, and there was blood all over the place. Was this blood stay inside the one uppermost or next to the boards? Next to the boards. Which proves, of course, that the book was dropped after the crime was committed. Exactly, Mr. Holmes. Near the door. Reckon the murderer dropped it as he ran. And I believe there was also a knife found. Mm Mm-hmm. Also on the floor, still in its sheath. Mrs. Carey identified it as the captain's. Inspector, I don't quite see the mystery in all this. I mean...
2: Oh, couldn't it be a simple case of intended robbery in which the thief was surprised by captain carey
1: it could sir even so it still leaves us with a murderer to track down which is why you come to me i suppose oh. i'd be more than obliged for your opinion mr holmes oh, well i suppose i shall have to come out and have a look it'll be a real weight off my mind sir this is mrs and miss carey and mr sherlock holmes dr watson oh, how, how do, do you do how do you do <laughs> mr carey sir Allow me to express our
2: sympathy.
3: Thank you, sir. There's no need for it. It's good riddance to the blackest scoundrel that ever lived, that's all.
1: I see. Then, Miss Carey, do you suppose that anyone in particular might have determined to kill him?
3: Anyone you like to choose. Me included. Oh, for shame, girl.
1: Come now, Miss Carey. I appreciate your feelings, but I wish you to be as specific as possible.
3: What? To help you lay hands on the one who's put my ma and me out of a life of misery?
1: Mrs Carey? No,
3: no. I don't know i don't know anything oh come on ma there's no more to fret about is that all then
1: for the moment thank you
3: come back to the house love we'll make some tea and you shall rest a bit
1: and now hopkins if we may look inside this hut right sir here's the key hello what is it inspector someone's been at this lock since i was here last those marks were never there before hmm whoever it was must have been a very poor burglar he can't have got it open some curious villager perhaps what do you think i think that fortune is very kind to us someone came here expecting to find the door open he tried to get in with the blade of a very small penknife. he couldn't manage it now what would he do
2: come again next night
1: with a more useful tool so i should say then it'll be our fault if we're not here to receive him Meanwhile, let me see the inside of the cabin. There you are, sir. Mind, I don't think there'll be anything else for you to find. I've been over this place with a microscope almost. Ah. Have you removed anything from this shelf in the course of your search? Nothing, sir. Something's been taken. Eh? There's less dust in this corner of the shelf than elsewhere. It may have been a book lying on its side. It may have been a box. So let us see what else your microscope has failed to reveal, Hopkins. And then, Watson, we'll enjoy a walk in these beautiful woods and all meet at 11 o'clock to hide in those fine bushes outside Mm -hmm. and see if we can come to closer quarters with the gentlemen who wished to visit this place last night.
2: Simonga. He won't come again
1: Just the same We must wait and see
2: I just want some illumination first. Ah, you see? He's lit a little gamble. Now, then, Jim. Stay still there, <gasps> or it'll be the worst for you.
3: Who, who are you? I'm the priest, that's who I am. You think I'm connected with the death of Captain Peter Carey, I suppose, don't you?
1: We'll see about that.
3: Let's have your name first, young fellow. It's Nelligan. John Hopley Nelligan but well, I swear I would nothing to do with the murder.
1: John Hopley Nelligan. What are you doing here, then?
3: I only want to prevent an old scandal gaining a new lease of life. Did you ever hear of Dawson and Nelligan?
1: The West Country
3: bankers? That's right.
1: They failed for half a million, Hopkins. Ruined half the county families of Cornwall. And Nelligan disappeared.
3: Well, then? It has always been said that my father stole all the securities and fled. It isn't true. He believed that if he were given time to realize them every creditor would be paid in full he started in his little yacht for norway leaving my mother a list of the securities he'd taken and swearing he'd come back with his honor cleared and did he no huh. both the yacht and he vanished utterly we believed my mother and i that he and it and the securities he'd taken were at the bottom of the sea yet some time ago a faithful friend who's a businessman discovered that some of the securities had reappeared on the London market. I spent months trying to trace them, and at last I found that the original seller had been Captain Peter Carey. You say this is the truth? It is, all of it. I made inquiries about Carey, and found he'd been in command of a whaler, which was due to return from Arctic waters, just at the time my father was crossing to Norway. There were many storms that autumn, and my father's yacht may well have been blown to the north and met by Carey's ship. Mm. I read of Carey's death. The report stated that the contents of this cabin included the old logbooks of his ship, and I hurried here at once, hoping to get my hands on them and find entries for August 1883, the month in which my father met his fate. And this book you were looking in when we found you, is it the one? It should have been. Should have? i barely got it open before you came in, but it only took a glance to see that all the pages for August 1883 are missing, ripped out, see for yourself. Hmm. So, is that all? Yes. And
1: you swear you've never been inside this hut before now? That's the truth. Then how do you account for this notebook, bearing your initials, J.H.N., found lying in the dead man's blood when his body was discovered?
3: Oh, it, it can't have been. I, I thought I'd lost it at my hotel.
1: Well, here it is. And there's the bloodstain to prove where it was found. So I reckon you better save the rest of your talking for the courtroom. And just take a little walk with me down to the police station. I'll stand for no trouble on the way. You shan't have any outcome. And where does it lead us now, Holmes? To 221 B Baker Street. Ah. Where I fancy we shall find certain letters awaiting. You see? (laughs) And this is the very one. Excellent, Watson. The alternative develops. Uh, just get a couple of telegraph forms, will you? Yeah. Over there. There you are. That's the idea. Thank you. Now then, here's the first one. Sumner, shipping agent, Ratcliffe Highway. Send three men on to arrive ten tomorrow Morning, Basil. Basil? Oh, did I never tell you? Captain Basil is my name in those parts. (laughs) Now, the next one goes to Inspector Stanley Hopkins. Forty-six, Lord Street, Brixton. Come breakfast tomorrow... At nine thirty. Important. Why, if unable to come, Sherlock Holmes. There, Watson. This infernal case has haunted my mind since long before Hopkins first came to consult me about it. <laughs> I thought as much. But, Holmes, about that pig-sticking... No, 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 Watson. I hereby banish the whole matter completely from my presence. Tomorrow morning, I trust we shall hear the last of it forever. Mm -hmm.
4: Ah, Splendid breakfast, Doctor. (laughs) Mrs. Hudson's kidneys roar was
1: delicious. Ah, My word, my appetite was up this morning. Sharpened by success, no doubt. Ah. You may be right, you may be right. (laughs) No, I can't imagine a more complete case, eh, Mr. Holmes? Your explanation covers every point, then. Undoubtedly. I find that young Nelligan arrived at a hotel in Forest Row on the very day of the crime. When he went down to Carey's place that night, met the captain at the hut, quarreled with him, killed him with a the harpoon. Then, horrified by what he'd done, fled out of the hut dropping the notebook, which he'd brought with him in order to question Carey about those different securities.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: After his flight, he didn't dare go near the hut again for some time, but at last forced himself to go there to obtain the information he needed. There. <laughs> what could be more straightforward than that? Uh, I must admit that it has only one drawback, Hopkins. Well, some slight detail, maybe. And that is that it's intrinsically impossible. <laughs> eh? Tell me, have you ever tried to drive a harpoon through a body? Driver? Of course I haven't. My dear fellow, you must really pay attention to these details. My friend Watson will tell you that I spent a whole early morning in that exercise. That's so? Oh, the body was that of a dead pig. But I can assure you that although I'm stronger than most men, I couldn't achieve it. It requires an arm that is not only strong, but practiced. Now, do you imagine that this anemic youth was capable of it? Well, is he the man who hobnobbed in rum and water with Black Peter in the dead of the night? No, no, Hopkins. It's another and more formidable person we must seek. Now, see here, Mr. Holmes. You can't deny Nelligan was there that night. His notebook being found proves that. To
2: persuade a jury, Holmes?
1: Yes. And besides, I've laid hands on my man. But this one of yours, where is he? I rather fancy I hear him on the stair now. Eh? I think, Watson, you'd do well to keep your revolver where you can reach it. Yes,
2: very well,
1: Holmes. Here we
4: are.
1: Put it in your pocket. Now, Watson, you'll find three men outside asking for Captain Basil. Captain Basil? Kindly show them in, one by one.
4: All right, Holmes. Captain Basil? In here, my man. You others, wait there.
1: Name, please? Lancaster, sir. James Lancaster. Ah, I'm sorry, Lancaster. The berth has been filled. Sir, uh, here's uh, half a sovereign for your trouble. Oh, much obliged, sir. Just step into this inside room and wait a few minutes, will you? Right. Watch right, yours, sure, sir. Next, Watson.
4: Mm-hmm. Next.
2: Uh, Captain Basil, is it?
1: The same. And you?
2: Batins, Captain. You, Battens, at your honour's service.
1: Oh, I, I fear not, Battens. Uh, here's half a sovereign instead. Here, what? The... Uh, Watson, get Lancaster and show the two of them out. They're not to speak to the third man on any account, do you follow? Of course, sir. Then show him in.
4: Farewell. Lancaster, come on now. All right, sir. You too. Uh, what the blazes?
1: Could you tell me what all this is, Mr. Holmes? I'll show you instead. Ah.
4: This way. i Kearns. Patrick Kearns. Which is a captain? Kearns? Harpooner? Aye. 26 voyages. And ready to start with
1: an exploring ship? Ready enough. Wages?
4: I quit a month.
1: Very well. Your papers, please. Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yes, you're just the man I want, oh, yeah. Good. Now, um, here's the agreement. Now, if you just sign with this pen. Boy, right here. That will do. And. There. Here.
4: Yeah. Right, switch
1: Now, what do you think, you rat? The revolver my Gav,
4: stay still, I shoot.
2: Ah! Oh! <laughs> Strength of a bull.
1: I thought he'd be too much for us, even with the handcuffs on. Care and sit down on that seat. You go to You'll do as I say, or my friend here will not hesitate to put a bullet in you for resisting arrest for the murder of Captain Peter Carey. Arrest?
4: Oh, cool, would not say
1: no. That's better. Now sit still.
4: I see here, Mister. Now I won't give no trouble. Well, listen. You say I murdered Black Peter. We're all right. But I say I killed him, and that's all the difference in the world.
1: are uh, going to sing us
4: some yarn, are you? There's no yarn. And he pulled his knife on me, I went to harpoon for him sharp. You call that murder, if you like.
1: We'd better hear your story from the beginning before we judge that. It was in 83. Black Peter Carey
4: was master of the sea unicorn. I was spare harpooner. We'd just come out on the ice pack, homeward bound... When we picks up a little craft near to foundering. Only one man on her. So we takes him aboard with his tin box. What was his name? Whatever did hear. He was shut up with a skipper in his cabin for near two days, talking and talking, the ship's boy said. Then on the second night, the skipper tells us all the chaps disappeared. Fell overboard, he reckons. We never sees him no more. Oh, it could have been true, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could. But it wasn't. Just one man sees Black Peter tip up that poor chap by his heels over the rail in the dark. And that man was yourself. Yeah, right. But this was in 83, 12 years ago. Why didn't you report it? I kept the knowledge to myself. and waited to see what would come of it. I reckon there was something in that tin box that'd make it well worth his while to pay me well or keeping my mouth shut. He left to sea after that voyage. And it was long years before I could track him down. When i called him he was reasonable well, we had a rum or two together but i didn't like the look in his eye i spotted that harpoon hanging in the wall and it's as well as i did but he went for his knife but before he could use it when i had the harpoon right through him what did you do after you killed him well <laughs> i looked around for that tin box tonight it was on a shelf i took it down and left it out but just as i got outside i heard someone coming so i hid it and watched I saw a man go slinking into the hut next minute he gave a great yell and came out and ran off as fast as his legs would go young milligram whoa never you mind what then well i walked ten miles to Tunbridge wells and got a train to london yeah <laughs> yeah when i opened a the box there was nothing in it but papers which i wouldn't have dared to sell i'd lost my old and black peter and i was stranded without a shilling And I saw these advertisements by Captain Bessel for harpooners at
1: high wages. Well, here I am. A very clear statement. Mr. Holmes, I owe you an apology. You were right all along. Well, I'm blessed if I know how you did it. Simply by having the good fortune to get the right clue from the beginning. All I heard pointed in the one direction. The amazing strength and skill needed to pin a man to a wall with a harpoon the seal skin tobacco pouch with the coarse tobacco and the initials PC.
4: Here, 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 that must be mine. Where is it? The inspector
1: has it. It was found in the hut. And I've been wondering where I'd lost it. Now, the coarse tobacco pointed to a seaman, the sealskin to a whaler. The initials were those of Peter Carey, too, but he seldom smoked and no pipe was found in his cabin. I adjudged judged that to be a coincidence. Finally, Hopkins you remember that i asked whether whiskey and brandy were in the cabin yes you said they were how many landsmen are there who would drink rum when they could get these other spirits yes i was certain carey's visitor had been a seaman i ascertained the names of the crew of sea unicorn in 1883 when i found one patrick cairns amongst the harpooners (laughs) I proceeded to spend several days in the East End devising an Arctic expedition and putting forward tempting terms for harpooners who would serve under Captain Basil. Behold, the result. Wonderful, Mr. Holmes. Wonderful.
0: (laughs) Remarkable.
2: St. black peter was one of the stories about sherlock holmes by sir arthur conan doyle in real life my name is norman shelley my friend carlton hobbs played sherlock holmes and i was dr watson michael hardwick wrote the script for this production by the british broadcasting corporation from london of course i look forward to the pleasure of your company again for more of the adventures of sherlock holmes Well, i hope that will be soon